<laughs> Welcome to Dr. Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard ranked meta. Oh, standard ranked ladder. Wow. I am your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Dragon Rider and Major Death. So. Hey, it's a hundred episodes, Derek. You should have that yeah. down cold, but I, I know. I had it up and I was actually looking at it. Usually I just do it from memory. Like I don't even have to look at it and then I, I don't know. I flubbed it, so oh well. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We <laughs> not the we'll first allow, time we'll, we'll allow that once every hundred episodes. Because <laughs> it's not the first time, probably won't be the last, to be to be frank here. Uh, so, Mage, do you want to go over last week's poll question? Sure. Uh, but first, just oh, yeah. acknowledging, hey, Yay! it's 100 episodes. Woo! I know. This is great. We're doing this. We're doing this live. We this are is, live. Th- this is not the same as we normally do this. And it's a little weird. I'm not going to lie. It's, I mean, you know, we're, we all stream. And so it's not that different, but at the same time, it kind of is different because I'm trying to keep track of a chat on top of keeping track of like my audio settings and my notes and all this, that, and the other thing. And so, uh, yeah, this is, this is different. And thank you to all of you that are in the chat, listening, listening and watching. This is, uh, this is great. We we uh, appreciated. We got some comments that we're going to read later in the show. But yeah, one hundred episodes. This yeah, is, this the, is crazy. I, <laughs> um, I mean, and then soon enough, it's going to be two years, and that's just like, yeah, mind yeah. is blown because it's it's just nutty. It's such a it's so cool to hit a hit a milestone like this. So. Thank you all for being here this evening, and if you're listening at, uh, at a later date, well, thank you for listening regardless. This is it's a <laughs> yes. it's a time to celebrate. <laughs> so we're we're gonna do our regular show, but near the end, we're gonna talk a little bit about some comments that we got. We want to give some appreciation uh, for all of you and each other, and just a little bit of a celebratory sort of thing. Uh, but yes, so last week's poll question. You guys hit it out of the park last week. There was so much engagement to this question. The episode, by the way, was amazing. I was listening to it this morning. Atachi was fantastic. He definitely has to come back on the show sometime. Yes. But yes the question the, the the question we had was talk it said uh in talking about drive motivation and discipline around your Hearthstone goals. What we want to know is, what is your biggest Hearthstone goal? We had 208 votes. That is more engagement than any poll question we've had to date. So thank you to all of you that voted. 35.1% of you said, you play to have fun. Have the most fun. 35% of you. That is fantastic. 30.3% of you said, Competitive success was your biggest Hearthstone goal, and twenty six point four said uh, reach reach legend. We had a lot of replies. Uh, There's eight per eight, a little over eight percent, eight point two that said other, and I I got some of them, but I didn't get all of them. So Dragon Rider, why don't you hit some of the things that you saw 
in replying to the poll question because you posted the poll question this week. Yes. Yeah. So let me pull that back up. Where? Well, I have way too many things open because now we're also <laughs> live streaming this. Where Martha is open than I'm used to. Oh, no. Maybe I don't have it open. Oh, no. I clicked on. Okay. Well, let me pull that up. But in, in you know, in the we're general doing, We're terms, doing this live. We're doing this live. <laughs> It happens. You know, this is live. Yep. This, even if it weren't live, sometimes I just, you know, I'm sorry. My brain don't work too good sometimes. All right. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, yeah. So we had quite a few comments. We really did. So thank you, everybody who commented. Um, we had kind of a lot of crossovers. So I won't read every single one. Um, and a lot of those crossover ones were talking about. Uh, like achievement hunting or getting portraits like the 1000 win portraits or card backs, um, basically a lot of cosmetic stuff like that. So um, that kind of probably just classified as other, but that was also really good to see because I think, you know, it, we kind of see that honestly, there was a pretty even amount between the three results. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's, it's awesome to see that so many people have like so many different, you know, interests and that it's not just, you know, maybe the competitive players like our, our Twitter sphere might lead us to believe sometimes or, <laughs> you know, on social media, you think, but this, this is really uh, encompassing. Um, but a couple that I really wanted to read, um, Enthralamund said, honestly, I've been trying to find new goals over the past year and it's been kind of difficult I guess I'd like to approach ladder more casually and to be able to ignore my rank more, which I I liked that one. Yeah. Um, uh, we had Bob, a.k.a. Hunt the Snark, said, Tough question. I picked Reach Legend because I do try to get Legend and Standard at least every month, but it's less a goal than a discipline. I know I'll have fun if I dig in and try to find a deck that clicks, and getting to Legend provides the impetus to do that. I think that's a that's a really yeah. good point and kind of yeah. actually fit yeah. in with our topic last week. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, we had Jay KJ Miller uh, point out uh, he would like to re reach legend, but also he wants to hit 10k in battlegrounds. Um, so mentioning battlegrounds and like other game modes, I also think is fantastic because you know we are a podcast focused mostly on standard, but there are a lot of and, and they're just adding more, right? More modes. All <laughs> yeah. the time, There's more game modes. Like... There's more game modes. Yeah. Lots of other things to do in the Hearthstone. <laughs> yes, there's so... a lot of different ways to play this game. Yeah, and 10k in Battlegrounds is a huge Ooh. goal. Like that's yeah. What Legend feels that's like kitty stuff when you talk about 10k in Battlegrounds, right? <laughs> that would be like me saying I want to hit like 100 Legend. Yes, I feel it's like really that's, strong. That's the, <laughs> it's like that's the comparison, or maybe even higher than that. Um, yeah. Let's see. Then, I mean, we have to mention this one, right? Fellow podcaster extraordinaire, ridiculous hat says insidiously annex all her stone podcasts into one giant mega podcast and rule over them all with an iron fist. I mean, that's like the most reply. ridiculous hat response I've ever heard in my life. So, yes. All hail our new ridiculous overlord. So, yeah, it's, 
but uh, you know, people saying things like having fun, but twist their own twist on it, like reaching legend with decks that they find fun, or so they're kind of mixing some of the some of the poll results. But yeah, a lot of people also mentioned about achievements and and some of those other cosmetics and things like that. So thank you again to everybody that did comment and. This was a, a fantastic like little thread to read through and see kind of the just the various things that people are interested in the game because it's it's fascinating, I feel like, and where people put their their time because that's what it is, right? Like yeah. for a lot of people, this is not a job. This is what they do for fun or this is what they do with their their passion. So seeing where they kind of put that energy is is very fascinating to me. Yeah, it really is. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone um, out there for who uh, tuned in and uh, responded to that poll question. So, okay. We'll have another one at the end of this show. If you were, if you are here live, you heard what it is, but yes. uh, we will give it away at the end of the show. We'll hope that you vote, tell us your thoughts, and we will talk about those results next week. Okay, now now it's time for me to read a lot of stuff as we move <laughs> into the news, and boy howdy. So, patch 20.2 has gone live. So, it added quill boards slash blood gems as well as, a new, as new heroes into Battlegrounds, battle-ready decks, Diamond Ragnaros, new tavern regular hero portraits as as well as many more balance changes. So, yeah, ba- uh, uh, fixes. Uh, bug fixes is what bug it should fixes, be, not yes. changes. No, it's okay. So, bug fixes, yes, which makes sense, because yes. we'll, we'll mention potential balance, balance changes, changes later. later. Yes. Yep. So, uh, quill bores will be added as a tag, uh, for should be quillbore minions to maintain consistency across the board in, in game modes. Seven in Forged in the Barrens, nine from previous expansions or adventures. No plans for build synergies around quillbores tribe at this time. So it's just quillbores are being added so that battlegrounds you have quillbores. Yes. Uh, Diamond Ragnaros can be acquired by completing the entire classic legendary collector achievement. Collect all 36 legendary cards. Player needs to go in and claim the reward to add it to their collection. Diamond Ragnaros is playable in wild or classic game modes currently. So, and uh, I've been seeing that, that artwork pop up on Twitter and holy yeah. cow it is <laughs> it looks so good yes yeah it's insane <laughs> it is just wonderful and i wish i wish i hadn't crafted ragnaros before uh when when classic came out because i would have gotten him um but alas i have him i can disenchant my regular ragnaros i still have twenty seven thousand dust so it's not like i'm hurting <laughs> So so do you, so do you have all the classic legendaries? Yeah, are you going to be able to get? Do you have? Have you gone in and claimed it yet? No, I haven't yet because I was I was just playing on the my phone today, um, and as we all know, the phone doesn't uh, doesn't update until <laughs> like takes, 
takes a little while. A few weeks after it goes live. <laughs> Actually, from what I saw on Twitter, apparently it was it, pretty good today. They got it, it out it earlier went, than normal. Yeah, it, was a, it wasn't as long as it sometimes is. At least, like, iOS and Android were, I think, maybe three hours afterwards or something. And, and uh, I have not updated yet, but I do have all 36, so I... I'm going to be able to get it. I, I'm officially. I think that's the uh, the sign of complete whale status. Yep. So oh yeah. If you uh, if you have that, you you get to be a whale. Dragon Rider, are you going to be a whale? What is the, I guess, opposite of that? I honestly have no idea if I have them all. <laughs> <laughs> I d- legit don't know. I'm like, oh, I played for seven hours on stream today couple of those hours were after the patch and I didn't even think about it or oh. go check. So, so yeah, so in, in the, uh, in where all the achievements are, it's under collection and then you go under the classic, uh, option and then it is, it is literally called the, uh, the classic or classic legendary collector achievement. And there's five levels the fifth level means you've collected all 36 of the classic legendary cards. And if you have that, you can actually get your, get your gold. Your so, so the question is, does, is the 36, does that include Sylvanas and Ragnaros? That's, I would I'm assume. So. Yeah. I, I, cause, because like the Brucon one from this expansion covered having Brucon. So. I think you had to have had a version of Ragnaros. Yeah, because I, I re, I re uh, crafted them when Classic came out just to mess around. Um, because I, when I, when they announced Disenchanting in Hall of Fame, like I wasn't the most dust secure back then, sure. and um, I was like, all right, that's yeah, free dust, yeah, okay, I'll do that. So. Um, yeah, but now, like, I mean, to to be fair, ultimately, we'll we'll move on real quick. But like, if you were playing, um, uh, you're you're doing your tavern brawl every day for you know the past couple of years, there's a chance you could gotten a lot of the cards. Like, I mean, I I completed my legendary set from the tavern brawl and tavern brawls, and still had like two or three duplicate legendaries after that so okay so right um new rewards track uh progression achievement tavern regular which tracks total reward track levels earned on your account across all reward tracks from each expansion awards a choice of one to ten um New hero portraits featuring upgraded armor. There was this was bugged when it was initially released. Larger screenshots of each. So yeah. over at so, the Hearthstone, yep. So we'll yeah, link Hearthstone that. Hearthstone Top Decks has a has an article where you can see a big blown up picture of each of the uh, the ten new portraits. So basically, it's the ten original uh, hero heroes but they're in uh most of them i guess are in what's called tier two armor which is their world of warcraft 
uh, tier two armor. It was the, the second kind of raid set of armor that was made available for each class. And so there's a couple that are outliers from that, but uh, they look really cool. I mean, they, they look, look yeah. really cool. And, and, and it's based on the number of levels you get in, in the rewards track. And it, and it adds to that number every, you know, with each additional rewards track we have. So it's going to count the number of levels you got during the, uh, the first expansion that we had the rewards track, uh, Dark Moon Fair, right? And then uh, it's going to add that to the number of levels you already have for Forge of the Barons. And then for every 200 that you have, you get to pick one of these 10 portraits. Nice. So that's, that's really cool. Well, I am very. I hope they move up to do portraits for tier ten armor because I was. <laughs> that was uh, Ice Crown Citadel, so that was like the pinnacle of Wrath of the Lich King, and that was the time I was playing the most. So, mm. um, these ones are really cool, though. No, yeah, I, I, I know they're like, very cool. I'm just ho- hoping for maybe? my own nostalgia. <laughs> Maybe they'll work their way up to that. I mean, this is a good start of like introducing these and um, they do look really cool. Like Mage said, and I, I think for me, the thing that I really like about this is it's like for people who maybe don't play as often or, you know, aren't really focused on, like, I need to buy the cavern pass thing and, and grind all those levels in the, in the tavern reward track, every single expansion they can still earn those over time. It's just going to be like a longer time frame. But unlike the ones that you unlock by reaching, you know, it was level 50 the first time and now it's level 100. Those, I mean, you have to earn that during the expansion. But this one is just like based on total, you know, levels that you've earned gradually. So I think I like that because that, that makes it easier for people to at least get those just over time by playing. So I, I really like that they added that. I, I do hope they do more things like that in the future. It's just another free reward, the cosmetic reward they're giving us for playing the game. So yeah. Sweet rewards. Sweet. So sweet. <laughs> sweet rewards. So next up we have Battle Ready Decks. Our curated decks optimized for Forged in the Barons expansion and are available to purchase for $19.99. Buying the deck adds all 30 cards from the deck to your collection. One deck per class is available and each account is limited to one purchase. Decks Deck lists are located here at Play Hearthstone, so that'll obviously end up in the show notes. So, yeah, I mean, they give you... I took a look at these. I don't feel like they're completely optimized because these, you know, these tiers and, you know, these decks change on like a minute by minute basis, especially this early in the meta, but they are very solid building blocks. So if you have a smaller connection collection and you want to build a, build a specific deck, this is, this is great. I feel like this is a great, um value to be like here if you want to play this mid-range demon hunter then bam there's you spend 20 bucks you don't have to worry about 
If you got all the right cards, or if you got all the legendaries, here it is. You get everything. So, yeah. Uh, so apparently, this is something that that Magic already does, or so, and something that uh, a number of people have been asking. Yeah, for. This yeah. Is, this is their test of trying this out, and so for new players, for returning players to the game, this is a way to instead of spending twenty bucks on packs and hoping you get a deck that works. This is this is, and, and you know exactly like I said there there's deck lists so you can see exactly what 30 cards you'll get and, and you could just go on ladder and start playing and uh, I think this is a really great option for people. I'm not quite sure why they're limiting it to one one purchase per per account but I guess they because are you could because you could essentially farm dust by yeah, buying. I suppose you could, I suppose, but that seems like yeah. an expensive way to do that. But, uh, but if you, I mean, considering what it is per pack ratio, I would assume that it's probably higher to buy. It, yeah. It's, it's yeah. probably, it's probably better than that. Yes. You so, so it <laughs> feels more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone's going to crunch the numbers. I guarantee you someone's well, doing I mean, it right somebody, now. Somebody at Blizzard crunched all the numbers yeah. and, and yes. you know, they, they came up with, with limiting it to one, but that way people aren't just buying all of that and not buying packs. Right. I, yep. I, I, I do think it's a, an interesting option. I, I hope that it gets enough traction that they do this again at some point. And, uh, and maybe even like I saw some people asking about it for, for wild during the AMA that uh, XR had this last week. And basically, I think he just said that this is a test that they're trying. And, and if it is well received, they will look to do it again in the future. And that would probably mean elsewhere in other game modes and stuff as well. So, yeah, I think I think it's really cool. I, I mean, I think it is, too. And I feel like this is something that's proven successful in other games like Pokemon and Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, so, like, I feel like selling pre-constructed decks pretty good way to get someone in because it's like here spend twenty dollars and you can play the game can you play every single deck in the game no but you can play one good deck so i think that's a a fair price to get you know exactly what you're getting in, in an environment like this so all right and then there's the real, real quick mm -hmm. we do have seti in the in the chats that he doesn't like that they're selling a full deck because he had to spend time and money to earn a, a the the deck and and I definitely can understand that you had it sooner though so you got you got to play with it sooner and um I, I think this is definitely more about returning players and new players trying to build their collection and now if it like I said if it's well received they're going to do this more often and so maybe maybe you'll get to leverage you'll get to utilize this feature in the future so yeah. I, yeah, hopefully. It, it it does suck to kind of be an early adopter when it comes to like technology or anything. You, we're we're kind of the guinea pigs and then uh somebody gets it a little cheaper, a little bit easier down the road and that just sort of is how it happens now. So, next up we have new esports exclusive Golden Skies card back added. All Ironforge and Ogremar competitors will receive this card back within 30 days of the 20.2 patch going live. So um, that will link that 
so you can know what you're looking out for. <laughs> if you see that, you're like, well, I'm going to concede. <laughs> yep. Yep. It, the, the last, the last like esports one, the celebration one is really cool looking. Mm-hmm. And this one is no less cool looking. It is very distinctive and, and looks really neat. So we have new Mysteries of the Phoenix. Card back added in patch 20.2. Requires solving a Baron's puzzle. Uh, this card kept back is related to a new achievement called question mark, question mark, question mark, which has four different criteria to finish. Completing these tasks will reward you with 100 experience and the new card back. Didn't they do something like this to give you like golden cards uh was it the tra- transfer student? Yeah, right? the golden transfer student. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so this is Kalthas Sunstrider card back was a runner-up prize winner for a Chinese card back design competition earlier this year. Yeah, so Man, if you've seen this before, those were awesome. Those, yeah, yeah, those card backs were amazing, <laughs> and this wasn't the winner. This was one of the runner-ups, and it yeah. looks fantastic. And there's like, we don't know what the criteria is for unlocking this thing. There's lots of speculation out there. Is it a game board thing? Is it uh, some sort of deck building thing? Is it some sort of way to kill your opponent thing? We don't know yet, but people are starting to experiment to try and figure out what it is we need to do in order to get through these achievements so that we can get this card back. All right. So the storm, it's a coming. And Alec Dawson hints at another round of balance changes coming soon. His tweet reads, Still planning to do a balance changes post-Masters Tour. We'll be deciding those uh, deciding those sometime this week as we record it, and they will be in-game the week after. Those could certainly include cards in the battle-ready decks, but as of right now, we have not made any final decisions. So... Uh, I mean, we could speculate for the next like three hours on what cards could be changed. So, um, I love that you're limiting that to three hours. Yeah, I'm pretty I was, sure we could spend way more than that. Yes, well, I know one card I don't have to worry about getting nerfed again, <laughs> so I'm cool. It's dead, he's already dead. Yes. You don't have to keep picking on the pen for me. I do, I do. For he all has the officially lost. The pen he's, he's still there. So I see him around. All it's, right. It's one of the cards in our poll question for next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, just to trigger me. So we have Dame has Hazel Bark, Hero Portrait, and card back are available in the shop in the shop. Blah blah blah. Dark speaker card back as well. Um so Dame Hazelbark was originally part of a 2019 Wintervale bundle. He is now available for 1500 gold or 10 US dollars. And Death Speaker card back was acquired from a re- achieving rank 20 play in July 2015 and is available for 500 gold or 3 US dollars. So yep. Um, I'm just going to say I recommend anybody that is interested in getting these card backs or the hero portraits or anything, get them as soon as you can. Don't be like me and 
forget about it until you log in after you just downloaded the new patch and go, oh, I missed it. Would no, because oh, I missed Deliria. Oh, okay. Oh, no. And I was, I was going to get her, but when I first logged in and saw her, that was when it was they had the error and she wasn't available for gold. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll just wait until they fix that and then I'll get her. Completely forgot. Logged in today. Went to check. What's what's the new little number thing sitting in the shop? And looked at, saw the battle ready decks and I went, no, she's gone. I missed her again. <laughs> Dang it. So don't be like me. Do, <laughs> don't procrastinate if you want it. Get it ASAP. Yeah. So Dame Hazelbark is that creepy tree yeah uh, the i got him the old woman tree <laughs> um and apparently there i i guess there it was data mind or something but magni and lunara are, are going to be coming back into the shop at some point uh in the not too distant future so yes if, if you're interested in getting dame hazelberg definitely do that get the death speaker card back because there's other card backs that are going to be coming that was data mind as well we typically wait and just let you know when they're when they're available but these are these are uh these are the ones that are currently available okay so then we have um meaty post quick guide to using Alusha. um so he posted with tweet after hitting rank one legend with giants priests that contain Alusha. Includes best turns to try and get the biggest return on Alusha. Mentioned three matchups. Rush Warrior, Aggro Paladin, and Face Hunter, where it's best to not use Alusha at all. I'm going to have to review that because I love Alusha <laughs> and I should learn how to use her better. So I, 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 retweeted, I retweeted it and I specifically said... Not that I want you to play this card because this card is so infuriating to play against. But here's how how you can potentially a starting point for for maximizing the uh, the return that you can get on playing Alusia. And uh, there's some some great tips in there and some some thoughts I had not even even considered uh, with with regards on when you want to use that use that card. So. Well, I think, like, uh, we talk about this a lot on this show when we talk about other topics, too, but even if you aren't planning on playing Alusha, this is still a good tool to look at to maybe see how your opponent might be wanting to play Alusha so that you can maybe play around it a little bit better or, or try to, you know, sometimes it's really hard to completely play around stuff, of course, but it gives you kind of that insight. Just like when you want to learn how to play against a class or a specific deck, it helps to play that a little bit this can give you some insight on how your opponents want to play that as well so it's it's at least worth checking out even if you aren't planning on playing priest yeah for sure okay so then we have dean ayala's twitter q and a number 16 Ixar covered Battlegrounds, Arena, and Wild Game modes as well as our collection among other topics Regarding the in-tavern regular hero portraits, the art was finished by the frame, uh, the frame slash crops were not when we released. We wanted something for the players that finished their reward track rather easily and were looking for a good stretch goal. Originally, they were in an achievement for getting level 200 on the track, 
but we thought it would be better to not completely restrict them instead just make them easier for to get to get for players that are engaging with the game a bunch so that that's those tier 2 yep. hero portraits that are part of the tavern regular achievement now so they were going to be if you got to level 200 in a specific uh reward track but i i really like that the, they just did it as a progression across all the all the uh reward tracks it's going to be much easier to get and so no matter what your level of play is you'll eventually be able to get some of these yeah especially now that you're getting a hundred levels if you make it through the progression track this time around so Regarding the collection manager, as we are as we are creating new cosmetic, it's causing us to rethink the collection manager. There isn't much space to add customization for new things. Nothing to report now, but we are all actively investigating. And buffing the old gods from Dark Moon Fair, not very likely unless we are trying to bring them into the core set at some point and wanted them to be role players for decks that year. All four cards have seen some play in decks, and we're pretty happy with that, despite none of them being meta-dominant. Okay. And then, uh, Gabby wins Master Tor Ogamar. He beat Viper in the finals 3-2, and he brought a lineup of Control Priest, Rush Warrior, Spell Mage, and Miracle Rogue. So... Interesting note, Priest was the most brought class to the tournament, but it was also a common band target. Like, did not see a lot of Priest games this weekend. <laughs> and that's pretty much the nope. strategy was either ban mage or ban priest, and ban priest seemed to win out for the day. So, yep. The, the finals was amazing. Yeah. Oh, it was really it, intense. It was, it was very back and forth, and... Uh, yeah, that final the final game was a uh, a miracle rogue mirror match where they basically had the exact same miracle rogue deck, and at various points it looked like either player was going to win that game until ultimately Gabby came across uh, with a with a spot that just Viper could not answer, and then the uh, the Alexstrasza for lethal, and it was just. It was it was it was really good. Gabby was amazing all tournament long. Yeah, I watched him on Friday. Uh, he was on stream and uh, on Saturday as well. And uh, yeah, every time. And he he had to reverse sweep at one point to make to to continue. Uh, it was it was crazy. But he fifteen years old and he yeah. he, he won. If you want to see a workshop in miracle rogue like him playing against uh mcbanterface i think it was his name um he beat a heavily unfavored matchup against with miracle rogue against mage and like he just nailed it like just completely oh wow it was crazy that game so like uh, if you're going to go back and watch that was like out of the performance I saw him do this weekend, that was my favorite. So like uh, the, the, the tournament was very good to watch. Um, a lot of very cool plays and a lot of 
alternate decks considering people kind of you know with what what the guess of the meta was going to be the 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 reads were somewhat very interesting so okay yeah it was a pretty interesting tournament overall like it, and if you go and look through like even the casters all were commenting on twitter about just how this was like one of the most fun tournaments in a while a lot of the competitors were like were very animated and showing their emotions and personalities and so it was very engaging for you know the viewers to watch you know and and probably a lack of a lot of priest mirrors i'm sure made it more <laughs> enjoyable but like overall it was just it was a really cool tournament there was a lot of like just a lot of good vibes uh they were also um definitely did increase their moderation of the chat which was which was fantastic as well i'm just gonna throw that out there i mean kudos like that deserves a round of applause you know because that's something that people have commented on and and requested for a long time so you know it's it's nice to recognize when things are changing and, and work is being put in so that was really nice to see um it was a really cool tournament overall though and um just like slight i guess association humble brag <laughs> on like tuesday or wednesday last week i was streaming and gabby actually followed me on twitch while i was streaming oh, and then and then followed me on Twitter later, and then ended up winning this tournament, and I was just like, <gasps> like, like yes. I'm cool because he yeah, exactly. Like, did you give him the mojo to uh, to, to take Maybe. it all the way? Can I can I claim that? I'm just gonna, no. <laughs> yeah, like, oh yeah, like he stopped in my stream and then he won. Yeah. Like I'll take credit. No. Just yeah, just like, just har just harvest that, that mojo for this coming weekend when you start doing some more qualifiers. <laughs> Speaking yes, speaking of qualifiers. Speaking of. So because of the Masters Tour that happened last weekend, there was no Masters Tour qualifiers because they, they wanted people to be watching the event. Uh, but I did end up playing in the NA regional finals of the DreamHack Quest Cup. Uh, there was six weeks leading up to that. And basically after six weeks of play, the top 10 in each region that earned points qualified for the regional finals. Um, so I ended up in the top 10 for NA. Uh, and a little story about what happened, unfortunately. So the top two point earners just automatically moved to the Sunday bracket. And then the other eight were split into two groups of four to play out like a little doubly limb bracket. Um, and I lost both of my matches that I played. So I was eliminated and I took it very, very hard. I was very, very hard on myself. Like, you know, almost wanting to give up and just like degrading myself and like, I suck at this and I didn't do, you know, and, and we, we talk about mental state and, and all of that stuff a lot on the show and how that can impact you. And, you know, overall, I've definitely improved, but last Friday was very difficult for me. And I think, uh, you know, I, I ended up, I think it was Saturday morning on my stream, I ended up reviewing the VOD of the, the streamed first series. And after reviewing, I was like, you know, I maybe made a couple slight, like small mistakes here and there, but I did get pretty unlucky. I got some really low rolls on 
you know, generating minions. And the very last game, we went to game five, the last game, uh, my opponent was at like three or one health for like six turns in a row. And I was playing aggro paladin and I could not draw a weapon or Alex Straza. And, and, you know, looking back on this, like, I couldn't really do anything. I maybe, you know, made one slight error towards the end. But overall, it's like looking back at the bottom, like, you know, I did actually play really well. So going into this weekend's Masters Tour qualifiers, I'm trying to take that energy of like, you know what? Okay, I know what I'm doing. I've I practice. I put in work all the time for this. And instead of getting so hard on myself, it's like, you know, sometimes this is not going to work out. Even the pros, right? Like, that that's why we've had things like YoCad, right? You know, Year of Killing all day. All of a sudden, Gabby's there. You know, things with Orange. Like, we've seen even pros that kind of have the rise and fall. And, and that's just part of it. So, um, for me, the big takeaway from that tournament is, like, you know, I, I did play well. But I gotta stop getting in my own way because I'm stopping me and I'm tired of it. I don't, I'm not stopping myself anymore. Yeah. So, you tell qualifiers you. this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, qualifiers this weekend, I'm coming for you. There that's, you that's go. Get, get those top eights. Yes. Uh, so, so, let us move on to the main topic. Um, and I did not write this, so don't throw your pitchforks at me. Public enemy number one is Paladin right now. Priest. Oh. Priest. Huh. <laughs> I like Priest. Every time I see Delete Priest, I'm like, no, I will not. I uh, had to throw them in there. <laughs> yes. And I also, I enjoy Priest Mirrors, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's what i say to that um anyways yes you, you but you do like watching the world burn so that's you know that's that's how that's how it works yeah i mean i get a lot of enjoyment about denying my opponent having fun <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, I was in fact the one that wrote it even yes. though i've been the one playing paladin most recently um Public enemy number one is Paladin because it is the class with the best win rate since the balance patch. And it is not particularly close, actually. They are stuck in tier one. And there is there, there are two really good decks. There's actually three really good decks. You, you've got Secret Paladin, you've got an Aggro Paladin, and you've got a Librum Paladin, which is actually was a tier one deck for a very long time. It's gotten nerfed because of like Penflinger in that. Uh, but, and it's the least popular of the three, but it is a strong tier two to pop, pop borderline tier one deck in its own right. It's just not getting played because people are playing the other two decks right now. So um, it's, it, it's, it's kind of crazy that you have a, a class that got a nerf, sort of the fallen got nerfed, Seeker Paladin was really powerful before that. It got nerfed. They went back to the drawing board. There's been some advances, some changes to the deck a little bit. They had to because Rush Warrior became really popular. 
post-balance changes as well. And now we're seeing Nerubian Eggs and we're seeing Blessing of Authority in some of these decks as well. And, uh, you know, we've got uh, Talon and, and Alex Straza as a finisher for several of these decks as well. Um, no doubt you're seeing a fair amount of Paladin when you go on ladder right now. And uh, it, it's just, if you're thinking about something to play, you have to think about how the matchup with Paladin goes because it, it, it really is something you're going to have to deal with. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've, like I guess I've been playing Priest and some Warlock, so the bane of my existence right now has been, uh, oh my yog, like... That's the thing is like how what do is what do I keep in my hand that I can throw away when oh my yog is there because like anytime there's a secret I have to assume it's oh my yog I can deal with all the other secrets no problem it's just having my spells disrupted is uh, starts to be a, a problem when your deck is like eighty percent spells so yeah yeah I felt that I was playing some. Uh practicing a lot for uh the the tournament last weekend and i've been playing a i don't even want to call it like spell damage mage because if you look at the ones on hs replay like they're running the i almost called it flame waker oh my gosh definitely not flame waker yeah flame bird is it flame? <laughs> what is it okay yeah we but know, anyways we they're running it. a bunch of like minions that the deck that I was playing is not. So I was kind of, we were joking about it being some minion mage is what I was playing. Um, and yeah, going against paladins and you're like on that turn six or seven, depending on if you've found encanters flow and you're like, Hmm, can I just jam this mask right now? Can I, can I just play mask of Cthulhu? Well, if it's oh my yog, that really hurts. So maybe I shouldn't. And then you have to make these like weird plays where you're like, okay, I'm gonna throw out this uh, devolving missiles on their one minion because I need to test for that. And it's just they have a lot of kind of awkward interactions that I think are are really helping the class and especially the aggro versions of the deck just feel a lot more difficult to deal with. Just because they have those weird interactions like that. And some of the stuff is just, it's too difficult to to play around. Or, you know, if it's like, well, if they have that thing, then I can't answer it. And there's a lot of decks in the meta right now that just are like that. Like, you can't answer it. So I, I do feel like that is a huge reason why uh, these decks are being stuck, like Mage said, in that tier one. So we've got... <laughs> Three three decks, Secret Paladin. Let's talk about that one first, because that's the uh, that's that's the deck that kind of carried over from the from before the balance changes. Uh, it's slightly different than it was before. It, there's a smaller secret package. Noble Sacrifice typically is not in the deck anymore. Uh, it sometimes is, sometimes isn't. Depends on if they're trying to run some of the newer versions. Uh, Specifically, Noble Sacrifice really works really well with the Gossiper, the three mana four three that that gets buffed every time a secret gets revealed. And so, if you're not running that, you're probably not running Noble Sacrifice. And then, uh, but you're they're still running Oh My Yog, 
Um, they're still running uh, the Avenge. That Those are both good. They're still running at least one Galloping Savior. So typically there's between five, five or six secrets is typically what they're running now because the one less charge on the weapon means one less secret that gets played for free out of your deck. So you don't want to have too many secrets that you're pulling and having to play for, for mana uh, on, on your turn. Sword is still very powerful in the deck. You want it as early as possible to start thinning your deck and, and creating havoc that your opponent has to deal with. Uh, some versions are now running the Nerubian eggs, like like was kind of, I think, started in the aggro version, but it's it, it's going over there because they're really sticky, because there's a bunch of, uh, ner you know, Avenge, and there's a bunch of different uh, ways that you could buff it with Hand of a Doll, things like that. And typically your opponent doesn't want to deal with a the the four four that comes out of the Nerubian egg if it kills it. So it's so so it, it's kind of kind of uh I, you know you're darned if you do darned if you don't sort of scenario and then Talon is five mana brings you Alexstrasza which you can use as a finisher over the top you still have conviction which can you know is three is the ranked spell the one mana one mana rank spell that gives you plus three attack on a minion a random minion plus three on two minions at five mana and three minions on 10 mana, which is, that's a lot of damage uh, yeah. for one mana if you have minions on the board. Especially if one of those minions is riding a crab, maybe, has wind fury. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, the that really Crab rider, pr pretty, pretty good in that deck uh, to help you do some board control control things as well <laughs> especially when you can buff it really big with like blessing of kings and blessing of authority and then you're wind fearing into big things and still keeping it on board and it's like huh well okay so so yeah so that so that's the the first one that you have to think about you 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 want to you you don't know if you're playing that or the aggro paladin until you see a secret you're you're just or the or the sword of the fallen. So you're just so that's going to give you the clue as to w whether or not you're playing secret paladin. And then you know there's they still have first day of school, so that's you know they're they're going to have minions early, and they're going to be able to buff them, and they're going to have secrets to try and disrupt what you're going to do to try and get them to 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 calm down because of all the minions that they're playing, and it's it's just it, it's difficult. The, you know, you know what you're dealing with, I guess, because you've we've seen this deck for for the longest time of these decks, or you know, in its kind of current iteration, and uh, yeah, it's it it's just tough. You kind of have to keep them off the board, it, it, as I think the the best thing you do. Make sure that once you know it's secret paladin, you have to play around Omayog because you you. Ideally, you want to play a zero mana spell or a one mana a cheap spell. Um, zero mana spell is great because you have the opportunity of potentially getting additional mana uh, by yeah. because Innervate and Lightning Bloom are zero mana spells. Well, also um, keep in mind there's that zero mana spell that destroys one of your minions. So there is that. Keep that in mind before you. Uh, before you pop that zero mana spell, if you have something on the board. <laughs> um, also, keep in mind that could 
deal three damage to you and give you two minions for raised dead. So, like, that's another thing to think about. Just, 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 like, oh my yog leads so many, like, things up. But, like, yeah, probably best to, like, the coin is a very good one to test. Um, when you can, what, like, generally I'm like, okay, I have a plan, you know, like, when it comes in, like, I'm like, I have a play where I could do it for one more mana if it's not Oh My Yog, so I'm going to test for it. And then I have my backup play or my primary play, essentially, because I assume, because I'm playing Priest, that it's always Oh My Yog. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's um kind of interesting looking at what Mage has here written down for some of the cards. I'm not completely sold on these decks running Talon. Um, I, I will just say, I, it's weird running something like that in an aggro deck. Um, and I, I feel like, I mean, they want to run it for Alex Draza, but some of the lists that are running it are also running uh, Murger, so that you can put the Prime in there and then get, you know, use the Tail and Death Rattle to either pull Alex Draza or McGurgle or maybe Kazakis. Uh, it feels weird saying that, but... Then also, I guess, you know, that, like, confirmation bias, small sample size tells me if I had Talon in that match where I just needed that tiny bit of damage in the tournament and I could have found Alex Straza, you know. I mean, yeah. So, I don't know. But yeah. I'm still not completely sold on it. It's just a weird feeling running a five mana three three but, to pull a big minion in an aggro deck. Divine Shield three three. That's that's the the kicker. Yeah. That it is potentially it is stickier than just a regular minion. So you have to hit it twice. So the the yeah. chance like that is like one of the things that deck and that they're kind of aiming at right now is like classic mid-range paladin put sticky stuff on the board so i can buff it like conviction doesn't work if you don't have a board an yeah. empty board so like that's what Talon's right. good for is like it does something specifically for me in that it can draw you know the end the end point of the game for me but it's also minion that it like takes two hits and can potentially t protect the minions I have behind it too. So all of a sudden, like, like okay, you kill Talon, and then you had to spend multiple cards. So Galloping Saver went off, and then Avenge went off, and then it just it feels like it makes sense to me just because I hear what you're saying. But like, with what that deck is trying to do, like the dropping the secrets, it just all adds up, and the 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 stickier the minion. And obviously a five mana three three is not great, but it's got taunt and divine shield, so it has you have to go right. through it first. And it does something for you that you want anyways, because you want to pull Alkstraz on nine. Like you want her to be in your hand, ready to point at their face on turn nine. Oh yeah. Like I, I definitely understand the logic. And I don't think it's wrong to play the tail. Yeah, I I, I hear what um, you're saying. It's, like, it's a weird concept to think about. Like, okay, it's an aggro deck, but then you're running this you know, kind of what a lot of people have referred to as like a, a controlling or, or you know, later game card, and then you're pulling these big minions and it's like, well, if you're playing all that, is it an aggro deck? Like it sounds weird. 
but because it's so specific, it does, like, you, it's, what's the word I'm looking for now? What's the magic card for when you draw something specific? <laughs> Tutor. Tutor. Thank yeah. you. Like, the see, brain, bleh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a very specific tutor effect that really does help to work with kind of what the deck wants to do. And like you said, I mean, it's, it's multi-purpose, right? It's just something you can play when it's not running the Librem package, which we'll talk about next. You're running, running the Talon kind of instead of things like the Aldor, uh, true seeker right in that five mana slot so it's it's kind of filling in a lot of like it's checking a lot of boxes right so it, it seems weird in an aggro deck but it's checking a lot of different things and it somehow works so it's it's like i, I just wanted to bring up that point that even though it sounds like you're you're making this late game it still is a very aggressive very tempo like get on board, get something to stick, and then play those big convictions and and blessing of kings and all that stuff, and make these huge minions that are very difficult to deal with. Especially on top of if it might be in the deck with those secrets, then there's even more, you know, synergies and, and interactions you have to worry about. So like I like Alex Straza is like one of the things that I think is making this deck such a thing is the fact that you can't shut the paladin out of the game anymore and be like i have one hit point and if i clear your board that means i have a million hit points because you can't do anything from your hand now they can be like yeah but i alexstrasza you and you just die like i have to get you down to eight i have to do 22 damage by turn nine and then you're dead like do something about it. Like, and that's, that feels like one of the strong points of the deck. Alex Straza right now is Leroy Jenkins because Leroy Jenkins is not in standard. And we have a card in Talon that allows you to find that Alex Straza anytime, anytime after turn five. And so then it, then it is the race is on as they say, because you, you, you really are just, chipping away and you're just trying to find and get get your opponent to the point where if they don't heal or they don't or they they're not able to kill you you just get to kill them from hand with with Alex Straza. We we because of the change to the core and the introduction of the core set, we lost a lot of that burst damage and Alex is burst damage. It's it's one of the few burst damage cards we have. And being neutral, it, it's finding spots in Rogue, it's finding spots in Paladin, it's finding spots Warlock all, all over the place. And 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 yeah, it, it's it, it doesn't it feels weird to play a five mana three three, but when you when you're like, I just I need to know that I have that damage for turn nine, turn ten, whatever. And and actually Talon pulling the McGurgle Prime is really clutch when you have conviction in hand and you just need to get minions because the McGurgle Prime gives you Murlocs that are divine shielded. So they're sticky and it's going to be even more difficult for them to be removed. So let's switch over to the aggro paladin list. This is a note. This deck has a lot of the same similar cards as the secret paladin list. 
There's no secrets in it though. There's a they've replaced replaced the secrets and the and and the Sword of the Fallen with a bunch of divine shield minions. We have Righteous Protector. We have Goody Two Shields. You know, Talon's still in there, and um, we you're just trying to get minions on the board that are sticky and can't be removed because conviction is one of the ways you finish along with Alexstrasza. They've also dropped Kazakus, uh, the four mana Kazakus that allows you not to have any other four mana cards. And they're running Blessing of Kings. They're running Samuro as, as a board control tool. And they're running Cariel Rome. And Cariel Rome reduces the cost of holy spells. Well, Blessing of Authority, holy spell. Hand of a Doll, holy spell. Conviction, holy spell. If you get a couple of those in your hand and you Cariel Rome and reduce the cost, they're kind of the 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 price of those spells at their current at their regular mana cost is a bit clunky to play and deal with but getting them reduced you can do some absolutely sick things and uh i it, it's just it, it it is crazy and you can do a lot of damage uh from hand if you can use a zero or one mana uh conviction if you have minions on the board and it's really hard to keep the, the, the paladin, the aggro paladin off the board because of all those divine shields, because you have to hit in multiple times. Plus it's got a lot of weapons. Sword of the fallen has been removed. The, the underlight angling rod is back in. It's the three mana. It does three damage. You have the six mana weapon uh, that gives you three charges of a three attack weapon and the six, six taunt. So hammer of the Naru hammer of the Naru. So you've got a lot of weapon charges. You've got minions with divine shield that, and you have buffs and between all of those things, you can just sort of, you just sort of kind of deal with what you have to deal with when it comes to what your opponent is doing. And then you're just trying to mainly push face. And, and if you can stick a blessing authority on a minion on five, and they're not able to like deal with it, you basically win the game. That is just basically you win the game because go, coming back from that at that point, I mean, even if it's a one, one, you've, you're, you now have a nine, nine on the board that is going to, that is going to wreak havoc for a while. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that one, it feels very um similar but more aggressive than the aggro paladin or than the uh the secret paladin so it just kind of focuses on that direct damage and anything you wanted to add about about the aggro paladin list there dragon rider no i mean you covered it and then i mentioned (laughs) a couple things like kind of sure as we were leading into that but it's sure I, so, I, I guess so, I will say, sorry, uh, just if ahead. you're playing mage or seeing mage, devolving missiles is your friend <laughs> against aggro paladin because we've talked about how to how important it is for them to stick on board. So devolving missiles makes those pretty weak because a lot of them are pretty good for their cost. Right, so devolving missiles, and then you can clear some of that stuff up pretty easily. Combustion, kind yeah. of cold. That it, kind of yeah, thing. if you're if you're if you're playing this deck, you definitely are trying to play around devolving missiles as best you can. Crab, Crab Rider 
is a is a tar is a card that is going to be hard to buff when you're going up against mage because they're going to be holding it. If you're playing against an aggro paladin, you're probably going to want to take two damage from the from the crab rider uh, the first turn because they're going to check to see if you're if you have the devolving missiles. Let them buff it once and then use your devolving missiles so you get rid of a buff and and that really intimidating minion all at the same time. And yeah, uh, just being able to, to, to keep something on the board so that you can deal with some of the divine shields so then your removal spells or your other minions can do work is, is very key to, to, uh, to winning the, the matchups there. Because yes, a lot of times you have to have board to use those buffs to actually win the game. And if you don't have minions on the board it's really hard to buff them and hit your opponent in the face for a lot of damage exactly what what is the yeah Libram Paladin is the last list this is uh this list they're they've added some secrets to the deck because they're annoying to play around uh some are have removed one or both of the pen flingers uh because they don't go face anymore you still have the uh, all the Librams. You have Librum of Wisdom, Librum of Hope. So it's got healing. It's got some buffing, uh, all that sort of stuff uh, that you're used to. Um, it's 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 it, it's very similar to the way it was before, and it's it's not um, it's not very popular. It's strong, but it is the least played of these of these decks. I actually saw one today, the first one in quite a while, um, and it was a bit of a surprise. They've got a few more minions to to, to kind of deal with, but um, yeah, it's 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 still good. It's just not I've, uh, what's popular. I've seen it too as pure as pure Paladin too, like the Libra okay. packages with uh, the eight drop seven five rush taunt life steal divine shield. Um, you're out. Yeah, you're out. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just the hits with with the Libra and Pound, and it's just it's everything you know, and you know, pretty much. Yes. It's a little tweaked here and there because you obviously a lot of the, you know some of the stuff that was common is gone, but like still can be. Li- yeah, Librams are spells. Yeah. So Curial Rome reduces the cost of all of those in addition to your Libram reduction cards. So. So yeah, it's it's there. There's definitely a pure version that you could do, or you could do, you could throw some neutral minions in there as well if you want to. But um, I would suspect most of the time, if you queue into Paladin, you're going to get either the Secret Paladin or the Aggro Paladin. So you'll probably want to Mulligan, thinking a, a rather aggressive matchup. I saw like ninety percent Secret Paladin today, so that seems to be winning. And what I'm facing, but that's just me, and where I am on ladder. So, yeah, I, I do agree. I think either the secret or the aggro paladin are more common than the Libram paladin, but it still is being played some. So, um, I would say if you want to know prop fairly early, I mean, not always, but uh, if they drop that Aldor attendant, yep. You know, hover it over it on the on the left side and see if it came from, from first, first day of school, school or not. Yeah, if it came if naturally it in the deck, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna see some Libra's coming. So yes, 
then look mm-hmm. out for that. They're they're not gonna be playing all of those big buff things like the blessing of kings and authorities and stuff, but you're gonna see some big stuff coming out later, uh, and still some kind of bulky minions, so uh, just keep that in mind. And they are still playing things like that Hammer of the Naru occasionally. Um, and I've seen some people now when I when I have come across it. <laughs> Maybe it's not as common. Usually there's one Libram of Judgment. I did come across one Libram of Paladin that was running double Libram of Judgment. And I think they were like running one or two of the old gods and it was like it was a really <laughs> greedy <laughs> list do? yeah that's and, a wacky and I one think, yeah it, it was a little wacky but i think it's speaking to the slightly slower meta other than paladin but there's also a lot of priest on ladder and even rush warrior can kind of be slower sometimes so I, I feel like they were really playing for those matchups like especially priest or maybe other Libram Paladins, if you know, but again, we talked about they're not out there very much, but people are, are still kind of experimenting, like like you said, Darren, there's kind of a few cards here and there in that that people are kind of still messing around with, but it's still out there. Um, I'm not sure if it's better or worse than the aggro stuff. I don't. I think I it's know, different. I think it's different. And um well, I mean, I think where we are in the meta at this moment in time, it's probably better because if you if you queue into Hunter or Rogue, you have a good chance of racing at that point in time. Whereas Libra and Paladin, <laughs> no, don't just 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 give up because <laughs> the chances are you're not going to win that unless you hit the nuts on first day of school. And are able to push your Librams early and often. So, like, I feel like... That, that's yeah. that's that race to Librum of Hope, right? You need to have yeah. the uh, Librum of Hope down to about five or six Exactly. Mana by about turn five or six. Or you're going to so die. you can heal yourself and put a taunt in, up in the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, it's... It just like hun- like the the other decks that you're seeing a lot of are Hunter, Rogue, and Mage. And Libram Paladin can't rush or can't really race Hunter, which I think is probably the most second most prevalent. And it can't really rush Mage or Rogue. It, it might be able to keep up with Rogue, um, depending on you know the draws. But like, I think I think that's probably why it's getting put to the side because like the real the real bangers out there right now are are, are very aggressive. So even if it's slower, but you know. Okay, well, that is our main topic of our 100th episode. Woo! Yeah, we did it. <laughs> we've done we've done 100 of those. Cool. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's staggering. I still, like, it's just, we're, we're, our episodes from now on will be in triple digits. Um, unless we are doing this in, like, I don't know how long it would take us to get to 1,000. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, a very, very, very long. It time. took us two years right. to get to a hundred. So, like another, so like, so another tw- ten years. So another twenty years. So nuts. All right, two two episodes a week. Here we go. All right, let's do it. 
I can do more. I can do like five a week. Let's do a daily podcast. <laughs> I mean, you're the one that edits it and all. I can talk, yeah. but you do all the work. So Wicked, right. Wicked Kid is pointing out eight years. Um, uh, math is not I my know. strong suit off the top of my head. So thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we, we, we are live. So I am putting my math emote in chat. Math, For those who haven't math, seen it, math. it says math and it's got question marks above it. I'm not that great at math, all right? You'll see me counting lethal multiple times. Wow, wow. <laughs> so so we asked people to uh, submit some comments if they wanted to, some congratulations. And we did get a few people that took us up on that offer in our Discord. We've had a wonderful audience uh, during the stream, a bunch of well wishes uh, from the from the live audience as well. Uh, did we want to read some of some of those uh, those comments? Uh, this? Yeah. You want to read the Discord ones? Yeah, Mage. Why do you read the Discord ones and we'll pull up the hundred? Okay. So so the first so the first one we got was from Forrest Bates. He said, "Thank you from the heart of my bottom." <laughs> and we needed to make sure that we read it exactly that way. Yep. I love that comment. Uh, he said it was intentional that he wrote it that way. He's been here from the start, enjoyed all of our content individually, and now we have this platform where it's all three of us, and he thinks that that is great. And uh, thank you. Thank you, Forrest, for, for being a longtime supporter of each of us individually as well as uh, the... the uh, the, the the group as a whole, uh, Zenshi. Am I am I saying that right? I think that's how you pronounce it. Happy that. happy one hundredth episode. You three have been a staple in my weekly feed over the last year. I have gained a lot of Hearthstone knowledge while listening to the show, and want to thank you all for helping me grow as a player. I hope the podcast keeps growing and that you all find success in everything you do. That is that is wonderful. Thank you, thank you so much for that. Diego centric said, "I just." Wanted to congratulate you on 100 episodes. The podcast really nails the feel of listening to a group of friends sitting around the table and talking about some cards. It's been a staple in my field feed for weeks. Cheers to 100 more. Those that those I it just it it boggles my mind. I've wanted to do a podcast for a long time, and the fact that we're doing this and we've now been doing it for 100 episodes and that people are actually listening is just crazy that that happens. And it just it, it I can't thank everyone enough for for taking a little bit of time every week and listening to us talk about Hearthstone. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been nuts. So we got Ben uh, Baumhofer. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, saying congrats on 100 episodes and keep up on all the awesome work. Um, I just saw a bunch of people in there, uh, you know, with 100 episode hype. Got Dr. Fish, uh, 85 Hawk, Wombat, HS, Wicked Kitten, uh, Mage's Wife. E, the lovely yes, Eve. Ivalani. I I hope you don't yes. mind me referring to her as that. <laughs> <laughs> I do, and I'm sure she probably won't mind if if the rest of their everyone else referred to her as the lovely Eve as well, because 
She she is. The yes, best. I I mean that's how when when I I think of that because every time I hear you talking about her, that's that's how you refer to her. So mm-hmm. that's how I refer. To her. <laughs> uh, so yes, um, thank you, thank you everyone, um, for being here tonight. It's like I said, it, Mage said it's a special event, and um, yeah, it's just it's nuts. I I am. I am very humbled to be here at a hundred episodes. Um, I just, when I started, you know, when I came up with the idea of the, the podcast and I was like, all right, well, I want to do it. I, I had had some podcasting experience in the past and it was kind of like, it's like, man, I want to get back to this. And, um, I didn't know that when I started this, like it would have, kept going like it's it's the hope right it's the hope that you're going to be doing something as long running that people have some affinity for but like i mean i could just sit here and talk to myself about playing hearthstone so like (laughs) and it's it's just it's a labor of love and um it's just i'm i'm very grateful for everyone here tonight everyone listening every week um Thank you to my fellow hosts for coming on this journey. I know Mage has been here from the beginning, but Dragon Rider, thank you so much for stepping in when we were down to us two again and uh, filling that yes, hole. Bring some, yeah. Thank you for bringing some credibility yes, to exactly. this place. Jeepers. <laughs> exactly. Whatever. So it was... Um, oh, it was good before. It, well, it's better now. I think I think I think we get better every week because you get better when you do things over and over again and like I feel like we are in quite a stride right now and it's it's um it's great to see and our download numbers reflect it too that like more people are listening to the podcast every week. So, thank you all out there listening and thank you to both of you guys. So, and I mean, you could, you guys kind of alluded to it already, but you've been doing this since the very beginning, since episode one. Uh, what did we say? I think I joined around 62, 62, 63, so 63, somewhere in there. Yeah. So like a third of the episodes, a little, little over a third, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I just want to say thank you, not only to both of you and I kind of said this already a couple weeks ago, but I'm going to say it again. But thank you to both of you, you know, for for just welcoming me onto the show and everybody listening, because I really do feel very welcome here. I feel like, you know, I I belong in this community. I don't feel feel shunned for for talking and sharing, you know, my my views about the game or anything like that. And that is a fantastic feeling for a lot of reasons. Um, and, you know, Mage read a wonderful comment from Zenshi earlier, but I do just want to thank Zenshi as well, because after the episode that we did a couple of weeks ago, when I when I spoke on kind of the um, kind of sexism issues and, and stuff that were very popular at the time and were really being spoken out on, um, you know, Zenshi sent a, a really wonderful message that... I will say, honestly, I took a screenshot of it on my phone. And when I feel down, I've been referring back to that comment. And it's things like that 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 mean a lot to me. And this community has given me that. And I, I really hope that we continue to provide a lot more amazing content and, and keep providing 
great, you know, main topics to talk about and have great guests on when we do and things like that. And having everybody listening and supporting and, and giving feedback is, is all part of that. So thank you to both you, Daring and Mage, and everybody listening as well. Let me, let me just, I, I, I thanked everybody else. I do want to thank both of you specifically, Daring, giving me an opportunity uh, that I've been wanting for a very long time. And it was, it's been an absolute blast doing this with you since the very beginning. And I definitely feel like we are a lot better than we were at episode one, which yeah. is, you know, I think, I think, I think the thing and, and uh, Dragon Rider, you've been an absolute positive just force uh, since joining. And I appreciate that you t you've taken feedback that I've given you about being more uh, talking more and giving us more of your opinion, because I think it's valuable. I think everything that you're doing, you're, you are the pro here. You're, you're doing this full time and it is, it is uh, so great to get your vantage point. And I, I will, I will stick up for that vantage point anytime. And every time I have that opportunity. So uh, th thank you to both of you. This is this has been fun, and I want to do so many more, so so many more episodes. Yeah. And it does; it feels like. And, and the other thing I will say is, this has made me a better player. And not to humble brag, but <laughs> patting myself on the back, you're looking at somebody who got the 11x modifier this month, and Yay! for hitting Yay! I was top 2,000 last last month. And, and got the 11x modifier and there is no way that while I was while I had hit legend before I was only hitting legend like every, once every like once or t maybe twice an expansion and just getting the excitement from you all and talking about the cards and talking about the things like that it is it, it has made me a better player, and I am very appreciative of that because that's definitely one of my goals since I started too. Was I want to be a better Hearthstone player, and I and I think this show and you all have helped me get there. So thank you. You're welcome, and you were awesome to start. Yeah, exactly. With. I think it's finally just that <laughs> you are starting to recognize it. Mm -hmm. Kind of like I said earlier, like you have started to get out of your own way. And now you're getting to yes, that. Yes, I know point, all like, about that. Get it? Trying to get out of your own <laughs> yeah. way. I know all it's about that. It's a thing. That. Uh, well, again, thank you, everyone. Um, so let's roll into this week's poll question, and we'll wrap it up with a nice little bow. Sure. The poll question for this week: We talked about Paladin and the the Paladin decks that are currently. Uh, uh, menacing the ladder, I guess you could possibly say, depending on your point of view. So we want to know what card in the current Paladin decks do you think need needs a nerf? Because we have potential balance changes coming next week. Is it first day of school? That uh, awesome one zero cost spell that gives you one cost minions? Is it Crab Rider? Wind Fury 1-4 that you can buff and then hit your opponent with... 
I, I had a crab rider that hit for 24 today. Oh, it was fantastic. Oh. Did you have to take a shower afterward? So that's filthy. <laughs> it was, it yeah. was, it was fantastic. Uh, conviction, the one mana do up to nine damage if you have three minions. Or is there another card, some other card that we haven't uh, talked about? Please select other, give us a reply, tell us what that card is. Vote, let us know, and we will talk about the results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can follow the show on Twitter at Dr3HS. Um, what, Don? Yes, go ahead. <laughs> We're doing this live, so I'm pointing oh, okay. at the overlay. Ah, oh, hey, oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> yes, that makes sense. Look, I probably just look for, like a crazy person. For, for, this I was like, <laughs> you were, just like, thought you were trying to interject. Like, <laughs> I, teacher, I have a question. <laughs> Let's go with it. Yes, for those. No, she's. Oh, I just received a, a gift sub from w- Wicked Kitten. Yay! Thank you. Anyways. Oh man. Um. So. Um. As I was saying, yes, you can follow the show on Twitter at Doctor3HS. You can email us at Doctor3HS at gmail dot com. And you can join our Discord by going to our Twitter and our top pit top pinned tweet will take you there. And you can find me on Twitter at Daring Alkaline and at twitch.tweet Jesus Christ. Twitch.tv forward slash daring alkaline. Um I just got uh Returnal just came out on Friday for the PS5. And if you thought the Souls games were hard, Jesus Christ. Like, that game is like, <laughs> that's like cranking it up to 11. I haven't beaten the first boss, and I've been playing the game for like 10 hours. And I've fought him oh, quite man. a few times. So, um, get frustrated. I'm going to start streaming so you guys can laugh at me. So, uh, Dragon Rider, where can we find you? Uh, well... When I won't be watching Daring Stream, seeing how uh, Maddie gets at that game, uh, you can find me on. (laughs) Well, I'm ready for it. Also, I think we need to have like a blooper episode for all the times that we just can't talk, you know, when Mm -hmm. podcasting is about talking. (laughs) It'll just be me. It'll just be me (laughs) flubbing words for like an hour. Oh, no, no. I do that plenty. But uh, you can find me on Twitter. That is at Donnie DK, D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. And I did recently, I'm I'm trying out some different kind of stream times. So at least for this week, but potentially more, uh, you can find me streaming starting at 6 a.m. Mountain Time, uh, twitch.tv slash DK. First thing in the morning, we're, we're getting up and we're, we're getting on the grind. Um, seeing how that works. Oh, hope you have that coffee at that, point, <laughs> at that point. Oh yeah, it's it's my excuse to have a little bit extra coffee, right? Like I'm up uh, so yeah, early, yeah. I just need yeah. more coffee. I mean, not like I need an excuse to drink more coffee, but sure. it's a it's a good one, right? It's a good excuse. <laughs> so, um, and then you can also find me casting, producing, and leading all of the production and casting stuff over at Aspirant. And you can find out more about that at Aspirant.gg. And uh, Mage, uh, let us know where they can find you. 
All right. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Major Death. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Major Death. And thank you uh, for tuning in. And thank you all in the audience. And as always, for the 100th time, you've been listening to Dr. Three. This is the point when we blow up the bomb. We've done a hundred of these. I think I stuffed some confetti in here and everything. So it's just going to be like this pinata of like confetti and all this sort of stuff. So everyone get ready. One, two, three. Boom.